Welcome to the second edition of Rugby Rebels. Paul Wallace here uh, with uh, my great colleague Nigel Osborne. Ozzy, it's been uh, it's been an interesting first couple of rounds of the Six Nations for Ireland. Mixed bag. My view, you know, England obviously terrible start, but a bit better against Scotland. Yeah, Ireland were good against Scotland. It was a cup game. They just had to win it. Massively important for confidence. They did that. They would. Uh, they would stood an early onslaught from the Scots at the breakdown. Very and, and it was nearly a third string Irish team, but it's only got around the course as well. You know, it was. You, you uh, nearly got a call up, you know. Possibly, yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe a loose head. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, they played well. It was great to see Rob Kearney back. He played brilliantly. I brought all those things that he, he did, brings. didn't he? But yeah, yeah. Everything except the last pass, maybe for you know a couple of try scoring opportunities. Probably his weakness there, but he was good, wasn't he? he, he People always give out about the cherry on top with Carney, but to be honest, as a fullback, he does his primary role brilliantly. He's just so uh, convincing and strong, and he, he definitely his organisation was outstanding. Thought he hit the line really well, made a couple of line breaks. He was one of the foreign players, and great to see Joey Carberry, yeah. who is going to be a cracker. He uh, recovered so well from his early um, setback uh, and played really, really well. He did again. Scotland trying to play on the game, like you know, a lot of people were saying Scotland didn't play. I said Ireland didn't play that well, but it was Scotland that was putting them under that pressure. I think anyone who's been on a on a on a gusty uh, day in the open Murray field with that Scottish defence right in the, you know, they they do raise their game uh, defensively. I think against Ireland, they've got huge confidence in that area. And I thought they they were they were very good in that one one very well put together Irish try. He, he, you know you talk about that Carberry one as well finished by by Earls, but I think he got really lucky. It was it was two shocking passes coming back. He just happened to be deep enough. Came in. It was nearly like the two Scottish forward defenders. Yeah, well that's what he does. Bang, true. No, he's true. But uh, what I'm saying is that could have been all the way back and uh, us on the back foot if, if, if maybe if even with just one Scottish defender and hadn't fallen off him. But uh, that's yeah, a great challenge has. to do it. Yes, he's really better when he's less time. He's very instinctive um, and he's, he's, he's got amazing feet and ability to get himself out of trouble, which is, uh, which is fantastic. Whether he'll, he'll learn to manage a game as well as Sexton, that's the next challenge yeah. for him. Well, that, that was the thing. He was he was so flat on the on the gain line, but he wasn't running hard. And that was one of the Irish Irish issues. And I've been there and lost a few times in Murrayfield, and so I know all about it. You go in there, but there's something that can sometimes the atmosphere or lack of atmosphere in the stadium with that running track. It, it, it sometimes that those sort of hard runs don't come on. And Ireland were just a little bit flat footed, and Scotland obviously in the faces, very hard to do. Yeah, and he's not the sort of guy to sit back a another couple of metres and give himself time. He's the sort of guy, he'd take it on the line. and uh, uh, But that that's the issue. You've got to be able to play both sides, I think. You know? Yeah, exactly. But it is such an emotional game, rugby. Now Ireland are up on a pedestal. Everyone's gunning for them. Everyone's getting themselves up physically for it. Uh, and it's, it, it's, it's a more difficult challenge for Ireland to be able to deal with that before they get to play. And they did that really well on, on Saturday. I thought Sean O'Brien was immense. He's just a... A yeah. force of nature. O'Brien and Omani. I think Omani might have just shaved it, in my opinion. I thought the two of them were excellent, though. They they really they. I thought they were the difference. And and Keen Healy. I thought the scrum very strong. Furlong carried well. Uh, <coughs> Healy very good for me though. For Scotland, McAnally outstanding again. Their hooker. I McAnally think is outstanding. As is their uh, their open side. I thought he was brilliant. Um, Richie Keen. and uh, then you got Dell as well. You know they, they they did some good performances in that Scottish team and. Yeah. Uh, I tell you, there's not going to be much in it 
Um, I, I, I think if if we're if we don't you know come out of this sort of lull we're in, I think we will though. I think you know the likes of some of our star players. You know, Shawnee obviously just back in. Um, Connor Murray still not hitting form. Some of his passing was very erratic. Uh, Johnny Sexton obviously off after twenty minutes. And as much as we talk up Carberry or anyone else who's in behind there, Johnny's a bit and his big game is is still well ahead of them. And it, it hopefully we'll have all these guys flying fit by yeah. the end of the Six Nations and then um, fresh <laughs> going in because that 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 game they they'll have confidence. Gregor Gregor Townsend, a good old roommate of mine, he was he was. Still feeling confident that they had the ability to to take us in the World Cup. Yeah, you say that. I think Gary Ringrose changes Ireland completely. He's the one guy who's able to make something out of nothing. He's a yeah. very good distributor. He makes line breaks nearly at ease. When he comes back in, it changes the whole dynamic. I think our 12s are very functional, but our 13, uh, Ringrose, is the guy. He's the spark. We've got to try and get Carby on the pitch somewhere with Sexton and Ringrose. Uh, and maybe Jordan Larmer and Keith Earls, you know, pace and uh, a bit of guile. Do you need um, a bit of balance though as well? You do. You? You yeah. Do. Uh, for me, yeah, Ring Rose coming in, I think, uh, puts a different complexion. I think you bang on there. Um, but it's the sort of game Ireland are going to play if they want to be successful in the World Cup, then I can't change the script too much. No. And I think they'll be sticking to that. And when you have the likes of. You know, Henshaw coming back into the mix as well. Uh, you know, Bunday, not his best game, but uh, getting back up, getting back there. You know, he, he's he's settling in. And, you know, again, I think in Ireland, we just don't give Scotland enough credit. They've got two very good centres. Johnson, great talent in there, did very well in both tests so far. And uh, Hugh Jones, probably not at the form we've seen the last couple of seasons, but they're talented players. Their back line, for me, still probably has more spark in it when they have Hogg in there as well. Um, you know, to to take on uh, Ireland, especially with Finn Russell and the way he plays at ten. But uh, you know, for me, that was a good result. It's a great result for Ireland, yeah. And they'll they'll push on from here. Obviously, in Italy, I can't see any uh, anything other than a thirty point win there. Yeah, I uh, think they said that in Wales as well. <laughs> Fifty three minutes, they're two points up and looking a little bit scary. Now they brought on the cavalry, of course, and Alan yeah. Wynn and. You know, Gareth Davis, those are the players, and they 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 up the tempo a bit. Um, you know, for Ireland, you 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 could run into those sort of down in Rome. It's a lot different than playing up here in the Aviva. It is, but Ireland have a very very big squad. What's also becoming apparent is that Ireland and England, I think, are streets ahead of anybody else in the championship. The intensity of that first game between the two of them was at a different level. So we got, we need to take that into account. France were. A disgrace on the weekend, an absolute disgrace to yeah, what is a very proud you, jersey. Were you not tipping them before the tournament? Well, <laughs> but that, hey, that's France, isn't it? They could go and win a Grand Slam or get a wooden spoon, and it's hard to call <laughs> beforehand. But they were diabolical. First half, they were outstanding against Wales. Probably better if you say Ireland and England, but they, the rugby they played in that first half, albeit Wales were poor, was right up there with, with anything we've seen in Europe. Uh, but Diabolical in uh, Yeah, trying to play before you earn the right to play, not having your set piece in order, not having your breakdown in order, soft tackles from your leaders, which obviously just sets the tone for the other players. They were a disgrace to the jersey. I've never seen such a lack of energy. Uh, Gerardo, the first thing he did was he, he knocked a ball on and England scored from it. Uh, he, did, he missed a number of tackles. Uh, Morgan Parrow is the same thing. Uge, um, the same thing. They're supposedly the leaders of the team. They were an absolute disgrace. And I, I'd be surprised if they start 
the next game. Yeah, well, you look at, at France, it's been in the doldrums for a number of years now, and they're just sticking with uh, the faces from the last few years, where you have down in Toulouse, there's this revolution going on with all these young players, you know, DuPont, and uh, you, you have uh, Ramos at fullback as well. You've got Bello down in Toulon, all these really good young talented players, and you're going, <clears throat> why don't you? Why don't you just back them? Go in there with, the, yeah. with this younger, younger blend. Okay, backed with a couple of experienced heads, and uh, you know th- that could be the way back. Uh, what are your views on that? We're looking at what what else is going on in French. Well, rugby. it's such a again such a simple game. This is a country with over five hundred thousand licensed rugby players, more rugby players than there are in England. Over a hundred thousand more rugby players. Than How England. many are eligible for France? <laughs> well, that's the other thing in the top fourteen. But a very proud nation, and the game in France is built on. It's nearly like the GAA in Ireland. It's built on parochial rivalries. It's a hugely physical game, hugely emotional game. They're the first things you expect to see out of a French team is taking on the confrontation, winning the physicality and then playing rugby. They seem to have got things completely in the wrong order. They're trying to play rugby. You know, they talk about piano movers and piano players and up front they don't have too many piano movers. They're uh, they're not winning any battles. Um so until they change their mentality, they're goosed and they could lose to Italy. Yeah, it's good, talented individual players, but for me, and talking to overseas players who played in the big clubs like Toulon, they say, you know, you come over, you've got your 50 All Blacks caps, you're, you're in your early 30s, uh, you've done it all, it's all about, you know, playing out the last couple of years, not picking up injuries, you don't, you've got all the skill sets, you don't have to, to push yourself anymore, you, you've done all the hard work in your in your 20s. And then you look at uh, the French players, they come in, the bastards of this world and that, and they think, well, you know, if he's played for the All Blacks, he's 32 and he's not doing it. These guys come over afraid that they're going to have to train like 20-year-olds, but the 20-year-olds train like the 32-year-old semi-retirees. And I think that's a big issue in French rugby that they're, they're taking it from this. And discipline, and as you said, that parochial rivalry, all they want to do is beat the next team next week. Uh, um, you know, there's not no long-term planning. I think here, especially in, in pro rugby, you know, you have softer weeks, you, you, other weeks, a lot of rest time as well. I know the squads are big over there, but in the big games, you still they're still pushing the big, you know, they're, they're, they're big. Yeah, they are, but world rugby needs France. It is a very anglicised game around the world. They, and what I love about the French is, they, they think a different way. They ask questions. We do what we're told. We're very Anglo-Saxon in a lot of ways, our schooling, the way we're brought up. Yeah. The French are the complete opposite. They'll ask questions. They ask the why question. They're more instinctive. They're possibly more creative. And world rugby needed that, and it had it. And it has to get France back. Um, so it's really important. I think French Discipline is the other one. It's yeah, been the last few seasons, discipline. Uh, but, the, you know, when, when the coach seems to have, lost the team as well totally. I think some of his selections were so erratic when instead of trying to build something it was he was, he was just I think Joe Schmidt would turn, would turn a French team if they got 30 of those young guys around I think within three yeah. months Joe Schmidt would turn them around uh, even the body language of their coach yeah. is appalling mm. um, he looks like Mr Kipling he just looks like a guy yeah. Who's uh, should be watching the games England the good though uh, big loss though McAvoy a pull out you know for me he was outstanding against Ireland he was the guy everyone talks the brother up more but his tackling his carries a lot of the hard yards clear outs uh, I think he the, the brothers together I think it was the turning of England and um, you know England are exceptional giving them enough uh, credit yeah. but the, the back three as well Elliot Daly 
playing rubbish for Wasps all season, you know, at fullback in uh, November, not really doing anything for England either. Everyone's saying, and then he comes out and uh, the way he's linked up with May in particular, um, Ashton, I thought, did well too when he came on, showing you a nice little chip through. Well, England, with the, they've got their uh, their English Johnny Saxon. Owen Farrell is on fire. His kicking game, whether it's restarts, which they're now, is now like another set piece from like a scrum. They're winning them so regularly. His ability to find grass and put people under pressure, his varying of the game, taking it to the line, kicking in behind is outstanding. He's, he's on mm. fire at the moment. Again, he's a bit like a Johnny Saxon. Probably playing better than Johnny, I'd say, at the moment. Uh, but you know you they've Ford in behind there as well Cipriani you know we talk about depth in Ireland but England ha- has a lot a lot of depth and, and of all that Courtney Law's not making the side coming in what a contribution what a, 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 a the, the hits he's been putting in those tackles defensively and Tom Curry as well he's been for me yeah. looks a bit like Sam Burgess and uh, hits like him as well and England but they've got everything in the right order they're winning the physicality they're winning the breakdown they're going forward at every collision, plus they're playing smart rugby, they're putting the ball in the right areas, mm. so they're getting everything right. For me, Jamie George as well, being as, mm. <laughs> he's mad as well. And that core of Sarri's players, I think it is a big thing. You know, we've seen it here before when they, you've taken the, the core of the team from maybe Munster or Leinster or a bit further back Ulster, uh, and it does make a difference if a team's winning, uh, playing good rugby, that confidence they bring in. And they're used to beating the, the big Irish clubs uh, in, in Sarri's, you know, Bit of an off season last year, but they they they're they're certainly when they have all those players back, it's going to be a. I, I see them in Leinster in the European final. By the way, things are cooking up as well. Yeah, that'll be a cracking final. Um, so yeah, it's been a good Six Nations so far, and uh, Ireland will improve. Uh, and there's a bit of pressure off them now as well. I think. Um, then finally, Italy, Wales, good performance by them. Uh, Stein. Seven, a big game. Yeah. Uh, you know, quality player. They scored, you know, fine try at the end as well. They got, they got some good talented players. And in fairness to to Conor O'Shea, I think he's he has brought it, Italian rugby on a bit. But everyone else, you know, Scotland were the next down, and they've completely jumped up and are up with maybe Wales just behind Ireland and or just <laughs> behind. Maybe they're they're on a par with France, and that might be the one they're going to target this season. But uh, Ireland going down to play against Italy. What do you reckon we should be doing? Should we uh, rest? Should be resting up players? That's what they were talking about early on. No. When you look at the lack of game time, a lot of the big players have had. I think you need to get them on, and then it's you know it's a two week gap and then another gap. That's a long time if you haven't been playing. No, I think Ireland need to go down there. You hear this accuracy and, and, and uh, these buzzwords, but get things in the right order. Go down, uh, impose themselves physically at the breakdown. Get a little bit quicker ball. That's a key for Ireland, and play and put their phases together and look for a comprehensive win. Uh, and I would think if they do get things in the right order, they could look at a, a 25, 30 point win. Uh, and that's what a team that's aspiring to win the World Cup has got to be looking to do against a team like Italy. Yeah, well, look, they, they, Italy have been known to take a few scabs down there and it won't be that easy. But if Ireland get to a level of intensity, yeah, they can't live with them. They'll have, a, as you say, competitiveness in the squad now. They've got some, you know, second choice players really um coming in and really taking the opportunity so yeah i think ireland has a lot more to offer um you know internationally we'd be seen as slow to start off in the six nations but very strong to finish so uh yeah 
hopefully this will be the sort of slingshot to get our attacking game going for the, the last couple. And have Wales got a chance against England, even in Cardiff? Yeah, they've always got a always got a chance. Macavinapola, big loss, big loss. Mm. Um, Wales not as strong up front, but they got some great attacking ability in the back line. Uh, I, I, the passion that Wales will bring to that game. Uh, England will be favourites, but going to Cardiff, there's never much in it. Wales could. I, I, I think the way England are going now, they got a grand slam in them. I didn't think before the Six Nations they had. Um, but that said, you know, did Ireland play badly? I think we did against them. France certainly did. But sometimes it's a team makes you look like you're playing badly because they're playing Pressure. so well, winning the collisions, yeah. etc. Um, yeah, I, I, it'll be tight against Wales. Um, I, it'll be well, tight in the Irish game, I think. You know, you talk about passion, Wally. You know, the American Red Indians had passion. It proved absolutely useless against the repeating rifle. You know, and I think George is right there. I, I, I think, I'm not sure passion's going to be enough this time. I think Eddie Jones is going to go down there. This is going to be a massive challenge for his group. And I think they're going to physically go after the Welsh and lay down another marker. They're a serious team, England. And, yeah. <laughs> and Gatti, of course, having a bit of, bit of well, Eddie Jones coming back at him now, isn't he? You know, uh, Gatti's comments during the summer about... Yeah, but England, they, they love that. Two sort of hookers, uh, ex-hookers. They were real chips on their shoulders from the Southern Hemisphere up here trying to prove who's better than the other. Uh, I, I I find that sideshow entertaining myself. It is, yeah. But what it does do as well is it takes a bit of pressure off the players. You know, it nearly becomes about the two of them going at it, yeah. which isn't a bad Sometimes thing. Sometimes you think, is you know, is this a compensate from the the lack of coaching they're doing on the pitch with all their coaching staff that their thing is selection and be stirring up everyone else and taking on the media uh, and get taking that pressure off your players? It's uh, I I don't think it works too well. Steve Hansen. Uh, there's been cut for comments about Cheka again down the Southern Hemisphere as well. But it seems to be uh, just part of the game in Australasia. Oh, yeah, mate. That guy, Steve Hansen, if he keeps having a go at me, I'm going to sort him out. You know? I just don't put up with that, you know. Well, well, let's see what happens at the World Cup. We have a pretty good record at the World Cup. And people forget, look, I've won every tournament there is, you know. I'm probably the best coach in the last 30 years. <laughs> Well, he, and he could, you know, Australia, he turned them around from a, a nothing team to get to the final. They seem to be back uh, right down at the bottom again, but uh, you wouldn't you wouldn't tip it. Uh, you can what, never write off check it, ever. Yeah. What yeah. Matt, Matt Williams would think about that? I, I think that Michael Checker is an amazing human being. He actually comes from Renwick, which is the same club that, that formed me. And I obviously, I formed Leinster and subsequently Ireland. I'm the guy behind everything positive that's happening for Ireland at the moment. And people do seem to forget that and and put that in, in the background. But I came in in 2003 and, and I, I found all these players, you know, Darcy, Driscoll, Jano and these guys. And look at where Irish rugby is now. You know, for me, it's an unbelievable joy to go to the Aviva and watch my boys. I'm fair to to Matty. He, he did bring us in, uh, win that first Celtic League and maybe put Leinster on the course to where they're at now. Uh, was check out after him so a lot of Australian influence anyhow right back where, where the rugby comes from schools rugby well clubs rugby as well but let's concentrate in schools with a cup on at the moment uh, Leinster how's it all going I was down yesterday in Donnybrook um, 
I took my lunch break in the afternoon so I could go while he had, I was doing a bit of work. I watched Gonzaga against Ternier. <coughs> Ternier were good. They had some really good players. Young Ian Morgan's son, George, was exceptional at 10 and, and 9. A lot of talk about Gonzaga this year. The green oh, yeah. machine. Are they, are they really, uh, really well coached um, in attack and in defence? Who's coaching? Uh, Declan Fassbender. Um, mm -hmm. Ollie O'Brien's the manager. Um, and they're they're really, really well coached. They play lovely rugby. Their line-out was very smart yesterday. Um, they moved really well. Of course, it was a good Jesuit uh, school. Of course, it's a very smart line-out. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so... so you see, you see them going the distance. Or uh, are, are the, the other yeah. big guns going to sort of come in? No, it's 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 not a vintage year. Rock and Michaels are vintage. Other than that, we could be up for an upset, and it'd be great to see Gonzaga in the final. Um, they do play a lot of rugby. They are side to side a little bit. They probably kick a little bit more from out half. Their scrum half kicked very well yesterday. But I definitely think, depending on the draw, they could get to the final. Um, the other games are on today: Newbridge and Belvedere. Again, Newbridge have a chance there. They're a good side. Um, Belvedere, probably not as strong as in recent years. And then tomorrow, Clongos play CBC Monkstown, and uh, I help out a bit at CBC. So we're delighted. We've won three cup games already, and we played some good rugby, and the boys have enjoyed it. So we're hoping. Are you underdogs going into that one? Ah, we're probably 30 points underdogs. We actually Whoa. came bottom. Hey, you're selling your <coughs> short here. We came bottom of our group in the league, and it's been a, a turbulent type of a year. Uh, it's not a big year in the school. Um, and we, we don't have that many boys playing rugby. Um, so we'll be underdogs tomorrow, but hopefully it, it goes okay for some weeks. And then you mentioned the, the, the big the big uh, shots in the tournament. Black Rock, where, where are they looking at? Well, Black Rock have an, out, uh, an outbreak of the mumps. So that game has been rescheduled till 25th of February against Michaels. Um, and the winner of that, that's a three-point game, I would have thought, either way. And the yeah. winner of that is the favourite. After so, that... So the, so the rest, you know, you're looking like you don't have to beat two <coughs> guns, so... You know, on your day, you know, you can, yeah. you know, skills yeah. rugby, you can always take someone if you're in the mix and you've got momentum. So that that's a good draw, I think. It's, it sort of opens it, it up, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. I just wonder if Gonzaga have another, they're very emotionally up for yesterday, have they another game like that in them? Um, Klong goes in the cup, they're, they're experts at the cup. CBC, obviously, huge outsiders. Uh, Belvedere have a bit of a cup tradition there. You, you'd be, you wouldn't know who would end up in the final there, to be yeah. honest with you. Munster, what's happening down south? It's all happening today. Um, some big games today. Crescent v Cork. Cork on. Or sorry, Cork. Uh, Christians Cork. Yeah. yeah. Uh, CBC. Yeah. CBC by five. Yeah. Oh, is yeah. that that the usual CBC brawn against Crescent's back play? Bit harsh. Crescent of a cracking back line. Uh, Duggan at fullbacks now. Excellent player. Very quick. Uh, but... Harry O'Reardon in midfield for CBC is very good. They have a guy, Willis, in the second row who's potentially going to be a pro. He's a big, big physical man. He's a mix of Alan Quinlan and Trevor Brennan. He's a force of nature. I think CBC have a more rounded team and would just about shade it. He, he, he must be too busy fighting with himself <coughs> if he's Quinny and Trev. But sure, every, every team needs those guys. You know, he's uh, yeah. I, only met, I met him a year ago. He, he, he's from Malibu. We have a lot of them down in Munster, has he? Yeah, well, this guy's a... He's, uh, I wouldn't have taken him on myself last year and he was 16 at the time. Uh, he's from Mallow and uh, hugely physical, very good player as well. Um, again, well coached CBC, play a lot of ball. Well, Prez Cork, are they looking good this year? Prez are good as well, yeah. They're not quite as strong as CBC, I don't think. Um, I would think the winner of Crescent and CBC will win the cup. Rockwell aren't as strong. Bandon are a good side, um, but they're good. I'm not sure if they're... 
Yeah, I've heard a lot of talk about Banton and uh, they, they, they've been having some good results. Uh, the, the, again, you talk about pedigree and sometimes when it comes to the latter stages, having that experience of, of winning and confidence, I guess. Uh, Munchens, how are they looking? Munchens are good. Um, Munchens are always good. They're edgy. Um, I, I don't see them winning it this year, but they have a young side. Actually, Keith Wood's son is is uh, is, is coming Number up. Number ten, I saw a try for Junior Cup oh, uh, a couple of years ago. Yeah, good running ball, good Unbelievable. running player. Yeah. Uh, instinctive. Um, yeah. Hopefully, he doesn't. Yeah, well, Woody, Woody was one of the the best out halves ever to wear number two for for Ireland, doesn't oh, he? His boy looks special. Receiver, kicker. Boy looks special. Uh, yeah, well, maybe not so much in the passing, but his running game absolutely superb. Um, yeah, well, I, I'm sure if he's got that sort of DNA, Woody's there. He'll he'll, he'll be sort of uh, he he guide that team on strongly. Yeah. Two minutes to finish up. Ulster and Connacht. Uh, Ulster and Connacht I am in the dark on Wally so you're going to have to cut that out that's why I was trying to cut it down I thought I'd at least get 30 seconds Thanks, out Wally. Here. tell me about this um, Rugby Rebels row for um, Crumman Children's Hospital and the RFU Charitable Trust on the 9th of March what's the what's yeah, the rationale we're, behind we're, it we're, we're going to row 100 kilometres not not just you and me but we've uh, lots of guests coming in we've got big Paddy Johns and Mallow Kelly Longreach there for the rower uh, basically most of us who can't run anymore <laughs> and uh, uh, all we can do is cycle so doing a little bit for, for charity hopefully I'm going to get my brother Richie there maybe even Dave at a stretch Jerome Tian I believe you have come yeah from he's going to hop in Great Colin McEntee Colin McEntee, yeah. and uh, we might have some experienced rowers to help us out. But yeah. basically, sixteen of us run yeah. hundred kilometers, yeah. going to break a world record. Yeah, in around five hours, trying to raise money for a good cause, which is charitable trust and Crumlin Children's Hospital. We've uh, we've a boy in the school suffering at the moment, and uh, you know we've uh, had a lot of experience with Crumlin. It's been unbelievable, and I know you've been in there as well. So they're two fantastic causes. We'll be sending out the link where people can make donations in the next couple of days and hopefully people might be able to, to follow that and support it. Um, it's going to be difficult, Wally. Call. Two great causes yes. to do that. But yeah. uh, hey, no, nothing we can't do. Um, Give it a lash. So there we go. Yes. Uh, a, a quieter weekend this weekend. Yeah. We might uh, a bit of family time and then right back into it for the Six Nations the following week. Perfect. Well, we'll catch up on all the schools rugby next week. Thanks for chatting, Wally. See you later. You do, I think.